Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, uh, content manager over at So Called Fantasy Experts. It's supposed to end eventually. I don't know what's going on with this stuff every once in a while. Um, anyway, and founder over at FantasySixPack.net. My co host, AJ Applegarth, is on the line and it's working slow as the music. There we go. What's going on, AJ? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Um, so I, I really like that that song. So I wanted to play this part because if people didn't really catch what it was, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this part needs to be played. <laughs> I don't know about right. you, <laughs> but I don't know. Just another baseball theme. I'm gonna try and find one every week. I may fail eventually because. I'm going to run out of stuff, but we're going to try. Uh, anyway, so I don't know if you know, tonight is the uh, the labor draft, L-A-B-R. Uh, it's pretty big time. I don't know if you've heard of those. I don't know. I, cause I know you're nope. not like super into the like industry drafts and things like that, but the labor draft is probably a bigger deal than the FSTA draft. Uh, the FSTA draft is kind of just for show, um, kind of kick things off. They do it at the FSTA um, like annual conference or whatever that they have every year. Uh, actually, there might be two of them. Uh, but labor is like one of the one of the biggest drafts there is. Like it's 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 for real. Like people aren't gonna screw around, and it's actually happening right now. Uh, I, I put a I put a link for you in in our. I sent you a link to it so you could follow along with me if you wanted. Uh, okay. But I might I might pull up some stuff. I might mention some things every now and then during during the during the uh show if something catches my eye and like right now you know we're looking at the first six picks have already gone off the board and it's trout goldschmidt harper kershaw rizar rizzo and arenado um so i mean it's real quick you know it i mean it started right when our show started so we already within six picks been two minutes i wish my drafts moved that fast sometimes uh manny machado just the number seven but uh anyway so yeah i'll probably chime in every once in a while with those but without further ado we are going to be talking about our second base and shortstop preview today and just like last week i've got some clips these are a little bit longer than last week's but i feel like they're good so we'll uh we'll go ahead and play them for each position here's second base because i couldn't figure out why you would throw home when we've got a two-run lead you let the tying run get on second, and we lost the lead because of you. Now you start using your head. That's not love. That's three feet above your ass. Yeah, second base was hard, <laughs> but this one had to be played. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Probably one of the best lines of all the baseball movies there is. Like it's crazy. Uh, I I love that. Like I I love that movie. I don't know. Ooh, Stanton went number eight. That's actually interesting. Uh, someone taking the plunge. Jake Seeley. Interesting. Gal Correa went right after him. Oh, we'll be talking about him. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna stop doing that as much. Anyway, <laughs> um, so start a, yeah, start a little uh, dollar jar for every time you bust off with a random. <laughs> This person got this. This person got this. I owe you nothing. Stop that. <laughs> um, anyway, second base, man. Um, so 
a lot of people think that this position's really shallow. Um, and I think it's, I think it's mainly because the production you get, even from the top guys aren't, isn't elite anymore. Um, well, not, not super elite, not in, you know, you're not going to get a five category guy. You're not going to get, um, you know, you're not going to get the Harpers. You're not going to get like that. But so, you know, you're going to get some guys at the top that are going to be able to help you with, you know, a couple different, a couple different categories. You know, you've got your Altuve, who's good at average, good at steals. Relative, he's decent in home runs. He's not great. Um, but to me, like, I think this position is a little bit deeper than a lot of people think. Um and it's not because it's not deep as in you can get really good production from a lot of people. It's you're going to get the same production from a lot of people. So you kind of don't have to reach for those, you know, top two or three guys if you don't want to. You can, you know, Altuve, and, you know, I guess we can put Gordon in that category. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um you know, those guys have elite skills. You know, you're talking with with Altuve, you know, you're talking 30 to 40, you know, he hit 58 steals, 56 steals two years ago. I don't know if he'll do that again. You know, he's got good good run potential, good average. Lightyear, 15 bombs. I don't know if that's really his game, but, you know, that was a bonus. So, you know, again, though, like with the RBIs for him, the RBI for him are, are low. So, you know, you're losing in other categories. That's what I mean. But, like, a lot of these guys at second base are kind of that way. And because of that, because I think there's more depth than people think, I kind of wait on second base. You know, I don't chase the top guys. Uh, I think they go way too high because people are afraid for for position scarcity. You know, give me somebody later who's going to give me, you know, random home runs from the second base category. Uh, I've got a guy that I'm going to mention later is one of my sleepers that, that I like. Um, you can find guys later on in the second base category. They can get you steals. Maybe not the D Gordon Altuve range, but you can get guys in that, you know, that are decent enough that you don't have to pay up for the second base position. And I, I think people that do reach for second base, I haven't seen a lot of teams that reach for that second base superstar uh, do very well in the last recent years, and except for when Cano was like at the top of his game, hitting 30 home runs, stealing 20, you know, that was elite. That was first round, but you know, first round value, but that doesn't exist anymore. And I don't think it's, it's necessary. I don't know if you agree or, or what, what your take on the second base position is and how you, how you dive into drafts for it. But that's, that's my take. Yeah. I mean, with me, I, I mean, in our league, I'm lucky enough to have Altuve the keeper, so I'm set there. But I, I like him enough that I would reach for him. Uh, I mean, if if he's sitting there, and probably second round. But I mean, just because I like the guy a lot, and, and you know, I've got a history of owning him. But other than that, if I were looking at it from an outside perspective, I don't think that I would reach as much. Um, I, I feel like you can get that better production with, you know, multiple categories with an outfielder or one of these, you know, other first basemen that we were talking about. So I'm trying to save my my earlier picks for those guys that that you know Mm -hmm. is the guaranteed quantity for multiple categories. Um, Yeah. You know, and it it depends on where, where I'm drafting. If I'm you know, at the front or the back of the draft order too, how many teams, obviously there's always factors that'll, that'll come into play there, but that's kind of how I look at it. I, I'd rather get a known quantity than, you know, kind of go for a guy and, and hope he's going to live up to the projections. I mean, I think we're all hoping that our guys live up to the ex, uh, projections, but, you know, I think for me at least it's, it's a, that first, second round, I'm kind of looking for – I mean, unless you just want to lock down steals, which I've never got to chase steals, and maybe that's why I don't go after one of these guys. Um, 
unless you want to lock down steals, like I want somebody in the first couple rounds that's going to be a difference maker for my team. And ideally, I want a guy that's not going to be a difference maker in just one category. Um, and I also don't, I'm also not a guy that chases batting average either. Um, cause I feel like there's just, yeah, you can have D Gordon and Altuve who can hit 300, 315 Gordon last year, 333 or whatever it was. And that's great. But then what are you going to do? Not draft some of these power guys that hit you 250 because you're trying to win batting average. Like you're going to lose if you try and do that. Uh, so that's hard to do. Um, enough of that. So I've talked enough about D Gordon and kind of around the, the first question here a little bit. And the question is, is D Gordon really the number one or number two second baseman this year? And I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. And actually kind of funny. He just went off the board in, in labor <laughs> second round. How many teams are in this? 15, 15. So uh... 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. So he's the twentieth pick in the in this draft. So and, and he's right there. He's the second. second and right base. there, the so, second, the second, second base. That, so I mean, that's that that's pretty your standard. Question, sort of. Well, um, so I mean, yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, hey, even I have him ranked number two. But I want to hear from you. Like, do you actually think he's the number one or number two? Some people have him ranked number one because he's just that much better at steals than Altuve, but. I want to hear hear your hear your take on it. I I think he is number two. Uh, again, I have a bit of a man crush on Altuve, so I'm a little biased there. But I think he he provides you definitely a ton of steals. So you have him, you're pretty much hoping you should win that category every mm-hmm. week. Um, but here again, that's only one category. <clears throat> His average at 333. Uh, I mean, I gotta think that that's gonna regress some. Um, you know, Miami. We've talked about them being a bad team. You know, I think they might be a little bit on the upswing. You know, Stanton stays healthy, that helps. But D Gordon's there. He's he's setting the table anyway. So as long as he's getting on base, then that's good. But you know, that'll help his run total and everything else. He's not helping you at all in the power though. Uh, I mean, four home runs last year. What did he do? I mean, yeah, yeah, I, you're I not, you're not doing that. <laughs> you're not, you're not going after him for the home runs, though. But here again, I mean, is he worth that high of a pick? I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's tough to say unless you know that you want to win steals and you're banking on that average not regressing that much. Right. Yeah. To to me. I think, yeah, he's number two going in. I wouldn't be at all surprised if people like Kipnis and Dozier, who can steal the 20 bases, um, you know, pass him in overall value. And I say this because I kind of think his average drops this year. Um, He, you know, he hit 333 last year. I think that won in the batting title, actually. Um, I could be, I could be wrong. I think there was somebody else up there with him, but I don't remember who wanted it and I didn't look it up. Um, anyway, you know, he doesn't walk. And a lot of that has to do with pitchers aren't really afraid of him. So they just throw him strikes and he just kind of slaps them down the line and, and outruns it. And, and that's great. Um, and it gets him on base. So, you know, and that's why he's got, you know, 60 steals every year. So that's, that's awesome. But you know, his 46 RBI, that was a career high, um, 88 runs that even, that wasn't even a career high. And that's, that's a lot to do with the Miami offense. Um, so you're really banking on the high average and the steals. And if either one of those dips, then he absolutely won't be the number two. He could drop to number four, five, six, you know, real quick because he doesn't give you anything else but steals an average. I mean, the runs are nice, but that really doesn't have a whole lot to do with him sometimes. So it's hard to bank on. Um, so I, I could see it real easily happening where he doesn't return value. And that's that's kind of goes back to my strategy take, uh, part where I said, 
I'm not reaching for him because there is that huge risk with him to where if he doesn't return value on those two categories, or I guess three, if you're counting runs, then he will not return that second round value. Yeah, I think, I think keeping him, I mean, you're going to have to take him in that. Oh, you will. Somebody will. Maybe third round. That's when he's going. Um, So, if you're buying in, that's when you got to go after him. But yeah, I mean, hey, I had him last year in one league, and it was awesome. You know, I loved the steals, I loved the average. I actually, what kind of sucked is I had him in an OBP league, and he doesn't walk, so his on base percentage was like just point that's a couple points higher than his, than his real batting average, but it was still good enough that it helped. But it was, it's just like, well, that was kind of a, like he has less value in an on base percentage league. So that's something else to think of too. Like if you're in an on base percentage league. Yeah, he's good. He's not getting you 280, but he's getting you, what, 340, three, well, 359, 360? I mean, if you really want to win your on-base percentage league, like you need to target guys that high up that are going to be closer to 400, 380. You know, those are the guys that are going to win you on-base percentage leagues in that category, not D. Gordon. So, mm-hmm. anyway, moving on. Um, another guy that seems to be a, a big topic of conversation, a big debate among a lot of the experts out there is what can we expect from Anthony Rendon? As we all know, two years ago, the guy was an absolute stud. Um, yeah, you know, 100 and, 111, I believe. I'm looking him up right now. I didn't, I didn't write down the stats, but um, I think it was like 111 runs. Uh, 83 RBI, 17 stolen bases, 21 home runs. You know, average was was good, 287. Um, you know, but he was basically uh, almost a 2020 guy at the at the second base position, and that's that was right around when Cano started sliding. So he was he just like caught up real quick to Cano there, and everybody thought last year he was going to catch him, and just injury after injury after injury. Um, knees, legs. I don't even remember, man. He had so many injuries. I you know, I took him in one of my one of my leagues last year hoping he was going to return within the first month. It ended up being like middle of May. He came back for like 2 weeks and then he got hurt again and he was gone and I, it was just a waste of a season. He played 80 games, but man, it was not the 80 games that I hoped that I was getting from him. Um 264 average, not good. Uh, five home runs, one stolen base. I mean, he stopped running. He was injured. He couldn't run. It was a shame. I don't know. I personally think he can bounce back. I mean, the contact rate for him is just way too good for him to be as bad as he is. Um, if you look at his contact rate numbers, they are like in the elite in the elite level. Even last year when he wasn't playing well, he was making good contact. Um, it just this wasn't amounting to much for some reason. Um, yeah, I mean, the unfortunate part with him, though, is I think the injuries, what happens to players that get injured like he did is they stop running because they want to protect themselves. And, you know, when you run, you're you're open for more injuries. That just happens to players. And <clears throat> this just it's just what happens, you know, in, in – uh, so, uh, but I, I still think he can be, can return good value going in, you know, for this season. I don't think you're going to be able to expect 2014 numbers, but something close to it. And that's, that's still really, really good at where you can still get him at this point in, in a fantasy draft. Yeah. I, for me, both of <clears throat> them are guys I'm staying away from. Uh, it just, I think they've kind of run their course, and I'd rather take my chances on on someone that's going to be a, a lower draft pick, and again build my depth, and then uh, go from there. Oh, I'm sorry, we're talking about Rendon. I'm an idiot. I'm skipping ahead here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Get a little excited. That's what happens there, when you don't zoom <laughs> zoom out enough. Um, yeah, so. 
I'll save Rendon. that answer for later. <laughs> uh, Rendon, I'm staying away from him too. Actually, uh, I, I just don't trust. So you're basically injuries. out who they are bust. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah, I just. I mean, I really like what he put together two years ago, and then last year was just such a downer for everybody that went and reached on him and, mm-hmm. you know, thought that they were getting all those numbers back and, and that he was going to be this huge asset because of his dual eligibility, too. Um, you could plug him in either or and, and go with it. But I just don't trust the injuries. I, I, I mean, I hate to say that, but until he proves it wrong, I'm not buying into to where he's getting drafted. Yeah, I mean, one thing to say about the injuries before I move on real quick is is I did read something I didn't know I did not know this, but he was hurt a lot when he played in college too. So maybe at this point he's just injury prone. I mean, I don't know yeah. if I'm going to target him unless he falls in like the seventh, eighth round. I mean, if he falls that far, like, yeah, I mean, I guess what you could possibly get from him. You know, maybe, but I mean, even then, it might be hard to pull the trigger depending on how my team's looking at that point. Um, anyway, we got to move on. So we got a lot to cover in both of these positions. It's a, it's a good one, actually. Um, the last like hot topic question that we've we've got for second base is: Can the old men of the position, Robinson Cano and Ian Kinsler, can can they give you another good year in in 2016? Uh, as I've said before, uh, Cano, you know, he started to regress a little bit. Um, they're both entering their, their age 33 season, which can obviously, you know, obviously is a cause for concern. Players to start to decline usually when, when age hits, you know, at this point. Um, but, and, and they've both seen a decline in production, but Cano, you know, he had that amazing second half of last year. Um, where I think he hit in the like 350 range possibly in the second half last year. And he got himself over 20 home runs again. And he, I mean, he, I don't remember. I, oh man, I wish I had pulled up the numbers before I started talking, but he, he was abysmal in the first half. Like people were trying to trade him. People were asking me if they wanted to drop him and you, know, you can't drop him. Like, it's just, no, you can't do it. So, you know, he had that amazing second half, but, you know, I, I don't think you're going to be able to expect that because he was on pace for like 30 home runs. If you count his second half stats and it is, it, that just wasn't going to happen. Um, so I don't think you can expect that, but I think you can expect better than what he did in the first half. I think you're going to kind of get the same production from him as you got last year, maybe a few less home runs, because uh, he still does play in Seattle. It's a whole hard ballpark to hit home runs in. Um, he's not running anymore, so you don't have that. But good average, good pop, and that's what you're going to get from him. You know, he'll be a top five second baseman. So for me, Kinsler, you know, he's gone from a 2020 guy to like a 10-10 guy with a good average. Um, luckily, he plays on a good team, so he gets chances for RBI, gets chances for runs, and, and that definitely helps. You know, he's got Miggy, V-Mart, J.D. Martinez, and now he's got Justin Upton on that team. He's going to get hit in a lot. I'd be very shocked. If he stays here, I'd be very shocked if he does not have over 100 runs with those guys hitting behind him. Um, so I think, you know, despite the lack of power and the lack of steals, I think you're getting a very solid second baseman, a very safe second baseman, one that could be top six, seven the whole the whole year if if things. Yeah. So, rewind back to what I was saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if I want to go after either of these guys. I, I think the price you're paying is a, is a little too high for them. Um, if they fall a little bit in in drafts, then I might think twice about it. Probably more so on Kindler. Uh, just because of the reasons you mentioned there. I mean, he still has a nice average, um, and if he's going to be able to even increase his average and still have less power and less running, uh, you know, I would take that. And then just all the power that's behind him, 
his runs are going to be out of this world. They should be out of this world. Oh yeah, um, that's disgusting. So, the lineup behind him. You know, that's definitely what you're banking on when you're drafting him where you are. So, mm-hmm. um, but for me, Cano, I'm I'm not really buying into it. Um, I just think that 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 park hurts him too much and. He just doesn't seem to be the same player that he was when he was with New York. No, I mean a lot of that has to do with ballpark, and I mean in New York, I mean he had a he had a real stud team around him. Uh, he arguably has a better team this year than he did last year. I was reading something about the guys that they got around him, like Aoki and the Kettle Marte guy, who's now you know up and coming uh, shortstop mm-hmm. for them. You know they they've got some guys. But they're not they're not what he had in New York. So you can't I don't think you can even come close to expecting those numbers again. And if you are, you're fooling yourselves and you're just a yeah. Cano fan. And whatever, man. If you are, that's cool, but you're gonna be disappointed. Um So yeah, so now we can get into our sleepers and busts and, and and I'll let you lead off here with your sleeper. Alright. Uh I'm going uh I don't know if it's a, a little out of the box or not here, but I'm going to go with DJ LeMayhew. Um, I really like the guy. I mean, he came on pretty well last year. He was just a solid player, and he was putting up decent stats. I mean, they're not mind-blowing by any means, but when you compare him to, you know, he's very similar in line with some of the stats that D. Gordon was putting up. You know, if his average falls back down to where we think it'll probably be, um, you know, he could be close to that. Um, you know, well, he, he plays doesn't in Colorado. Really as much. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, obviously he's not going to, he's not going to touch Gordon and steal. Um, but, you know, looking at his RBIs and his runs and his homers, you know, he, he out, oh, yeah, yeah, him no, and out no, RBI, yeah. RBI'd yeah, him, you know, slightly. So that's, that's nice. And you're getting the same run production. So, you know, he might not necessarily – he's not going to win you steals every week like, like Gordon will, but you can get him, you know, easily six, seven rounds later, I feel like. So – If not you know, more. Get similar, similar production, you know, minus the steals. Uh, to me, I think it's a no-brainer there. Yeah, Um I mean, I'm I'm okay with that one. I'm not as high on LeMahieu as, as you are, I think. But one guy that I think could be a true sleeper is Jonathan, Jonathan Scope. And I know people might be trying to call me a homer here because I'm an O's fan. But man, I am as hard on the O's as 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 any as anybody. Like I don't like to like any of the O's. But Scope is somebody who intrigues me big time. You know, he had he got injured last year, so he only had 303 at bats. He still hit 15 home runs with a 270 average. Um, the thing you have to be careful about with him is his K rate. It's pretty high, and his walk rate are pretty low. And um, so you have you have to be careful there because he could go. That means he could go through periods in the season where he's doing nothing. He's just striking out a lot, not getting on base, not getting you anything. Um, but still, like where you can get him in drafts right now is just ridiculous. Um, and he's going to get you, you know, he could, in my opinion, he can easily get you 20 home runs. I mean, he hit 15 in, in half is in, in half a season last year. Um, he doesn't really run, so you can't do that. But uh, you know, and that and that Orioles offense, like he'll probably be in the seven range on the lineup because of all the guys ahead of him, but this still is a good RBI position in that lineup. So he could still rack up some RBI if he can, if he can hit some doubles and hit, you know, hit 20 home runs like that. So I'm actually kind of, kind of going in on, on scope. If I miss out on all the other guys, like he might just be who I grab and, and, you know, wait to see if some random guy off the waiver wire becomes the, you know, like a hot, you know, a hot pickup, but he'll hold me over until then at least. And if maybe, maybe he'll do more. Um, so my my bust, maybe not a surprise to a lot of people. I know he's pretty low on everybody's rankings. Is is Dustin Pedroia? Man, I kind of just like I feel bad for this guy. Um, you know, 
he, he's been good in Boston. He's a Boston guy. Just, when you think of the Boston Red Sox, you think of like him and Ortiz, man. Like they're the two guys. Uh, but he he's just been so injured. And, you know, like I said before, when guys get injured, they don't run. And part of his game was his steals, and he's not running anymore. So there's there went that. Um, other than that, though, like, honestly, he was pretty decent last year. So this kind of counters what I said, but he was actually pretty decent last year in the small amount of games he did play. He hit 12 home runs and he had an 891 OPS. But I don't know. I just, I mean, that like kind of like dwarfs, uh, you know, everything else that, that he, you know, the the rest of the seasons that he has had recently when he's been injured. So I'm just not really buying that Pedroia can stay healthy and and be and be good uh, the whole season. Yeah, I, I definitely like and and dislike those guys as well. You know, Scope definitely has 20 home run caliber if he stays healthy and stays in the lineup. Um, but I don't – his runs and, and his RBIs, I think, are just going to be a little bit too low. But if you're, again, where you can draft them, who cares? I mean, you're, you're you're banking on the homers at that point. And like you said, it's more of a plug-in. Um, Pedroia, yeah, hurts to say it, but he, he's just falling off too much. But my uh, my bust here is uh, Ruffnid Odor. Um I mean, the guy's got decent power. He can get some stolen bases, but I'm just not buying into to his draft position. Um, I mean, you're looking at he's got an ADP right now of uh, you know overall of number 98. So he's he's going as the ninth second baseman. So he's kind of towards the end of you know of your 12 team leagues as far as getting picked up. But I I just don't. I don't think he's really going to produce as much as, as what what they're projecting for him. You know, the the RBIs aren't really anything super impressive. He's not running at all. His average isn't isn't great. It's not going to kill you, but it's not necessarily helping you either. Um, you know, he he does have the benefit of playing in those hot Texas summers, so maybe the ball will fly out a little bit more for him and, and he'll be able to get those homers. But for for really a one-category guy in my mind, you know, I, I'm just not buying into where, where you got to draft him. See, i got to disagree with you there a little bit. Like, Odor is kind of my boy when it comes to, to the middle tier of second baseman here. If you look at his first half and second half, like, so he came up early in the year – didn't do very well. They sent him back down. He came back up, and he was a completely different player. Like it was unbelievable the difference in the in it, that he was in the, the difference that he was playing at the different yeah whatever you know what I mean. Anyway, in, if you look at his first half and second half, I mean he had four home runs to twelve, a two forty one to two seventy three batting average. You know almost he more than doubled his runs. He hit like one and a half times his RBI. He, yeah, you're right. He doesn't run like that's not his game. Uh, but you're, you're like if he can player that he was in the second half is the player that he really is. Um, that's top four or five in what the ninth round to eighth round that you're getting him. Um, you're yeah, getting a much better. Eighth. Yeah, you're you're getting much better value return on your uh, on your draft pick than than what you're getting him for at that point um you know he i i think i i don't know if he's the same power guy but you know he did hit you know six six home runs in 30 games six home runs in 30 games you know in in double a before um five in, in triple a last year when he got sent back down in 30 games. So like he's got the potential for power. Um, it's, you know, he's not going to, I don't think he's going to be, uh, you know, a 30 home run team, maybe not even 25, but I think he could, I think he could sh- shock some people. So I kind of, I'm going to disagree with you there a little bit and, and say that I, I think Odor is going to be all right. 
Yeah, I mean, that's you know, to each his own, man. <laughs> so anyway, um, so we're gonna update move on, on the, the other draft here. Round three oh, yeah. is now done, and round three was pitcher, Heavy pitcher, pitcher, outfield, pitcher, Cano, outfield, pitcher, 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 outfield, outfield, outfield. Um, yeah. So, wow. Everybody went and pretty much got their first or second pitcher. And Buster Posey went in the second round right after Gordon. So somebody somebody reached for Buster Posey. And interestingly enough, Schwarber has not gone yet. We noticed in the FSCA draft that Schwarber went like two picks after Posey. So that's, yeah. that's interesting to note that, that he's kind of falling down. I mean, what, we're 46 picks in now because it's a 15-team league? I didn't count yeah. it. One, two, three, four. Yeah, Schwarber hasn't got so maybe you know, maybe everybody's starting to come off the, the Schwarber bandwagon a little bit and realize that uh, maybe this isn't such a good idea. Um yeah. so anyway, man, moving on to short stops. Um got my got my this one's gonna be really obscure. It's a random Adam Sandler movie, but it is funny if you have not looked up this clip if you've not i'd never heard of this movie i just randomly looked up shortstop quotes and found this one uh thanks to my friend jason or our friend jason he he uh he pointed this one out to me it is hilarious look up the movie ridiculous six on youtube and invention of baseball is the clip it's funny uh but this is a short little clip from it that i like Ah, okay that's two past you so you're done right no no I, i said three times no, you said two. I said three. Three strikes, and I'm out. I know what I said, shortstop. That's your new name. Shortstop. That's right. Now and forever. Forever and ever, shortstop. Shortstop, shortstop. So stupid, but it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a ridiculous clip. I wish I could play one part, but it's really... Uh... Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not exactly, uh, no, it's, he, uh, I mean, it's, it's probably not that bad. You and I have both probably said worse, but it's, yeah, it's, I'll, I'll lay off of that one. But anyway, I digress. Um, so shortstops, if, um, <laughs> so, shortstop, so Schwarber, Schwarber just went. Did he go? Did he go? Oh, he yeah. did. Yeah. Pick six, 40, seven, eight, nine, six, seven, eight, nine. 50th pick. Oh, the 50th pick. Interesting. All right. So are you giving me the dollar on the dollar jar now? Because you're you're <laughs> you're mentioning this more than me. <laughs> anyway, um, shortstop. So you know, for all of you that think that second base is a shallow position, shortstop is absolutely a shallow position. You've got not much power. You've got decent speed up top. A little bit more sprinkled in, but this is a true defensive position like that's what a lot of these guys come up and that's what they're for you know you're gonna have your top elite guys you know a bunch of years ago it was Hanley Ramirez and Tulowitzki and Tulowitzki's still hanging around uh now you've got Carlos Correa and we'll, we'll kind of dig into him a little bit soon um but other than that man like to me it's just kind of like they're all kind of the same after that. Like who really cares? Um, And it's a young position too. Like there's not a lot of like really older guys that play this position anymore. And I think a lot of that has to do with the defense that you have to be able to play. You have to be quick on your feet. A lot of these older guys, they get typically baseball players. Like they just kind of get bigger. (laughs) Um, You don't see a lot of D Gordon sticking around that just are kind of small stature guys forever like that and can play the position forever. Although D Gordon's transitioned to, to second base because he was just bad at defense. Um, but, you know, like for me, like I, I'll, I'll let you go. Like you want to, you want to give your, your draft strategy first and, and I'll kind of counter with it with mine. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I, I, like you said, they're really, almost a dime a dozen of mediocrity. Um, I, I mean, unless you're you're going to reach on Correa this year, I don't I don't know what else you're looking for. Um, 
I mean, I I'm trying to think of what I did. Last year, I think I sat on this position, and, and my, my draft strategy for that, I won't sit as long as I did before because it's it's shallow, it's a weak position, but in my mind, you almost have to reach on one of these better weak links to to just fill the position and then forget about the rest of the draft um, because... If not, you're really not getting any help at all, and you're you're basically plug and play, waiver wire guys. I mean, it, it's almost like streaming pitchers. You're streaming a shortstop because this guy is, done is hot. This guy's hot for a week. Okay, I'm gonna ride him while he's there. Okay, he's starting to suck. He's starting to strike out too much. He's not putting up any numbers. Well, let's see what's on the waiver wire. And I did that, and, and you know it's. It just—I don't like to have to do that with position players. I don't mind streaming pitchers because that's the whole point of streaming. You're streaming a pitcher. You're, you shouldn't have to stream uh, a positional player. It's just not. Or streaming catchers. Well, you don't mind streaming catchers either. Well, catchers, I don't mind. <laughs> I, hell, I've You're played without like catchers that. in my in my starting lineup to to be able out. to stream a pitcher. So. Yeah, let's put it this way. My my shortstop in our in our keeper league, who I'm obviously not keeping because we only keep four, at the end of last year was Jed Giorgio. Like that's how desperate I was. Like I picked up Jed Giorgio. Like I I clearly punt the position. Normally, <laughs> it's the same as you. Like it's bad. Yeah, I mean you make you make these pickups and you're just like, ah, why am I doing this? Like you're picking up some random you know, relief pitcher that, that hasn't pitched in three days, hoping that they're going to get get him in the game to get that hold for you or something. Like, you're just trying to get another point in a category off of your shortstop, I feel like. Yeah, it's... It's... It's not good, man. Like, let's see. I, I think I usually try and go after somebody halfway decent. Um, one One of the... You know, I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna go get Correa this year, but um, just because I almost refuse to take a shortstop that early. But you know, he could be the only one that could potentially be worth that upper echelon pick. And but yeah, I'm kind of with you, man. Like I just sit here and wait, like because they're all kind of the same. Um, unfortunately, though, like what you're also saying is like if you wait too long, like the production falls off the cliff so bad that you literally get nothing from the position. Like you could actually do better for yourself, not rostering one than rostering one, because they might just go over 25 for four straight, you know, four, yeah. five, four, five games in a row. And yay. Like you've just crushed your batting average. If you play in weekly leagues, like kiss it goodbye. Uh, do roto leagues. Like you've just hurt your average, not drastically so much, but it 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 could be bad, but back to Correa. The big question is, and obviously the guy who took him number eight in this draft, uh, J, uh, Jason Collette from Fangraphs, thinks that he can be, can he be the 2025 player that a lot of people think he can be? And I'm not so sure. Um, I mean, last year, if you kind of like take his stats, stats and extrapolate them over across the whole, like a full season, he was like a 35-22 guy. That's absurd. <laughs> um, so I, I don't, I don't know if that's really sustainable. Mainly, I don't think the power is sustainable. I mean, he had a 24.2 home run to fly ball ratio. That's like elite. That's that's nearing Stanton territory. I'm not really sure. I just I'm not buying in that that Carlos Correa at age what is he twenty two one or twenty two yeah. Um, uh, I'm not, I'm not really buying that he's got that top notch power stroke already. I, I mean I could be wrong. I mean. Good for the kid if he proves me wrong, but it's uh, it's not something. He's 21. He's gonna be 22. 
maybe midway through the through the year, maybe at the end. I don't know. I can't do the math right now in my head, but still, like either way, like the guy is clearly the number one shortstop going into this season. You know, you've got you've got other guys behind him that, you know, like like Tulowitzki, uh, one of your one of your man crushes that you always seem to fall for. Um, yeah. He, uh, he, you know, he's be, a super injury prone. He'll be 22 yeah. on September 22nd. So it's his, okay. uh, so the very golden, end of the season. Golden birthday or whatever they call it. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's tough, man, because, like, you know, the next best guy, arguably, is, is Tulo. And, you know, we all know Tulo. Uh, they, he, he's going to get hurt at some point. Uh, and his stats fell off drastically when he went – to Toronto last year, so got that scare too. Um, but yeah, I mean, Correa to me is number one pick for shortstops. Can he be twenty five, twenty five? Yeah, maybe more like twenty five, twenty. But um, I think he's still going to be pretty elite at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, he's going in the first round, no matter what. I'd be very surprised if he didn't um, in, in any of my leagues, but. Uh, I I I think the power is for real. Um, I mean, like you said, 99 games, hits 22 home runs. I mean, that's that's absurd. And you know, if he's up towards Stanton levels, and you see what Stanton does when he's healthy. I mean, I know Correa had a knee injury, you know, two years ago when he was in the minors and he was fighting that off, but. I think uh I think he's worth the pick and and he showed it. I don't I don't really see him falling much into that sophomore slump that we worry about. Um so I if he's sitting there and and I'm at the end of the first round, I'm going to think long and hard on on picking him. And and if not, like you said, I I have my thing for Tulo, so if he sits and then, you know, it wraps back around and in the third round Tula's sitting there and I don't go for Correa, I might kick myself and then think I should have gone for him and then just pick Tula on sheer, uh, you know, knee-jerk reaction. But I like Correa. I like what he's done so far and, you know, show me some more. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, so the uh, – the next topic here we've got is speaking of, of second-year guys. What what do you think we can really expect from some of these other second-year players? Uh, you know, your Francisco Lindor and your Addison Russell, the the other two really highly touted shortstop prospects that that got called up last year and and you know had varying seasons in my mind. Well, for me, Lindor, I'm honestly I'm worried about him. I I have him as my number five, and I've been looking for a way to drop him in my rankings a lot, but I just can't seem to find guys that I think can really do better than him. Um, and but my big worry worry about him is I think people are looking at the home runs that he hit last year and thinking that that's the player he is. No, it is absolutely not the player he is. He had a 482 OPS and where that's not fantastic, that is better than any of his minor league stop OPSs. Um the closest one that he had was 429 and that was in rookie ball. So he is not the power hitter that he had. Um, you know, he, he's got some speed, um, but he's really, like I was saying before, he, he's a defensive shortstop. That's what he's there for. You know, he's he's not terrible with a bat. He can keep his own, but he's not, um, you yeah, know, but he's not going to return those numbers that you're expecting there. And for Addison Russell... Um, you know, the guy is, is one of the one of the top prospects in the game. Well, he was last year. Um, you know, he, he did pretty well. I, the strikeouts were a tad high for him, and, and that's a big worry for him. Um, but I think if if I'm taking one of the two, um, you know, I'm I'm going to I'm going to wait for Addison Russell because I think he's still going 
below Lindor in most in most drafts. And but I think he's got the most potential. Like, but only he's got to cut down on the strikeouts. I mean, almost thirty percent strikeout rate. It's atrocious. If he doesn't cut that down, he's a worthless player because um, he's just going to get up there and hack away and strike out and do next to nothing for you. But uh, I think he he's got a power stroke that's good. If he can get on base, he'll be able to steal you some some decent uh, some decent stolen bases, um, but not anything great. Um, but you know. Again, I think he's the one that you want out of those two, just on what you can get offensively. Um, but I don't think either one are, are huge. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked Lindor. I had him last year in a couple leagues. And, you know, he was very impressive for what he did. But I, I can definitely see him falling into that sophomore slump. I still think Cleveland's going to be a pretty decent team, so hopefully he can you know, keep it rolling, but I'm not really reaching on him based on what he put up last year. And Russell, you know, the power's for real. He's just got to show it. So it's just a matter of doing that. Yeah. Uh, so the the last question here that we wanted to touch on real quick, and uh, we're going to have to make it quick because we are running out of time here. Um is there's there's three guys that are moving teams and so we're wondering is the change of change of scenery going to help out these guys and and two of them have new teams Starling Castro and Gene Segura one still does not and that's Ian Desmond everybody thought he was going to go to Tampa Bay and they decided to go elsewhere um, I don't really know what Desmond's doing at this point but uh, I imagine he will be signed eventually it's just going to be for a lot less money than what he expected um so, I mean, what what's your take on Starling Castro, man? Like, what do you what do you think he's going to be doing? I mean, I've always liked Castro. I think it's a nice situation for him. It's a fresh start. Um, you know, I think he needs to to cut down on the ground ball rate, and then you know maybe that'll help his cause a little bit more. But other than that, I think it'll be a fresh start. I, I like him you know, in the later rounds, I'll I'll go after him and grab him for, you know, a second shortstop or, or uh, you know, a corner infield. Okay. And, um, you know, Segura went to Arizona to, you know, to better offense, but is it going to matter for him? I, I don't know if it is. I mean, we're still trying to, to find that Segura of, of 2013 and, he was crushing it there, hitting double-digit homers, stealing 40-plus bases. Since then, he, he hasn't done anything like that. I mean, hell, he's only had 45 bases in two seasons uh, and only 11 homers. So uh, I think he needs to, to cut back on the, the strikeouts, maybe bump up his walks a little bit more to be able to get on base and, and set himself up to get those steal numbers back up. I mean, I, I like Arizona's ballpark. That might help his power numbers a little bit. Um, but other than that, I don't. He's still kind of an average guy for me. But, yeah, to me, like you know, even, even moving to that ballpark, like it doesn't matter for him. He just hits too many ground balls. Like Castro hits, you know, forty-five to fifty percent ground ball rate. He hits close to sixty. Castro yeah. uh, Segura is like terrible for that. So like even moving to a better ballpark. Uh, I don't think it's going to make one bit of difference for him. I think it was just an aberration that season we got at this point. Uh, I'd, I'd be shocked if we got anything close to that again from him at, the, at this point. The last guy yeah. that we're going to mention is, is Ian Desmond. And uh, <laughs> I, I like him if you can find a team. Like I kind of think last year he put too much pressure on himself, not taking that $100 million contract from the Nationals, betting on himself, and, and kind of, you know, I don't know if he played tight, played scared, played whatever – started off terrible in the field and behind, you know, at the plate. It was bad. Um, he still, though, was able to hit 19 home runs. That's good for a second baseman. Uh, his batting average was awful. Seals were way down, and that was, like, the big bump for him. I still think, though, he can return back to close to that 2020. I think the power is definitely there. Maybe not the steals, but I think – you know, you may you could easily bet on 2015 for him, depending on where he lands. This could all change depending, you know, based off that. But um, I just have a hard time believing coming off of three straight 2020 seasons that he's all of a sudden that bad. 
and and you know he's just turning i think believe he's just turning 30 this year so i don't think he's that bad i just think there's a little decline coming and maybe once he just gets the monkey of the contract off his back he you know he'll just he'll just play like he like he knows how to play yeah, I agree. I think he can definitely perform given the right situation and, and the right ballpark. Yeah, and you know what? He and he's a little bit of a value right now. Like if you're will, if you're drafting now and and you're willing to bet on somebody signing him and giving him a full time role, then you can get him as a huge discount. And it's a it's a pretty big, it could make a big difference from the shortstop position. Yeah. Um, so let's finish off here with some sleepers and busts. Uh, I'll start off here. A guy that um, I don't think a lot of people even really know is Eugenio Suarez, the Cincinnati Red shortstop. Um, he came up last year when Cozart, I believe, got hurt, and you know he he did he did really well. Um, hit 13 home runs, 42 runs, 48 RBI in 97 games. Um, you know, that's not top-notch numbers, but pretty damn good. Um, he needs to, you know, like a lot of young players, he needs to walk more, strike out less. But, yeah, he's definitely young, and he can he can improve. And I think if 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 you're like me, hey, Jane, you wait till the last couple rounds to pick a shortstop, he could be there and potentially one that could turn into uh, a everyday player for you. Yeah, no, I, I like Suarez. I like what he's put up. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what he does uh, does going forward this year. Uh, my uh, my sleeper player, and he may not be much of a sleeper because he's been around the block for so long, but uh, I'm going with Johnny Peralta. And he's a guy that moves over to um, St. Louis, who's a, a great team. That they're always going to be in the hunt every year. So he's got a great supporting cast around him. He's got solid power. He's shown that, you know, year after year. Um, you know, he's got a good average and, and good run production that's not going to kill you. Um, so that's going to help you out either if it's weekly categories or, or even in Roto. You know, you're you're just banking on him getting those stats and keeping them there. He's not helping you in stolen bases. And his K's are a little too high, but if you don't get penalized on, on the, the strikeouts, then you don't need to worry about it. But, you know, hopefully his walks will, will increase a little bit more. But, you know, if he's sitting there in those, you know, mid mid rounds and, and I still don't have a shortstop and my other depth is looking good, I'm I'm looking at Peralta. I'll be okay. Yeah. There. I, I dude, I, I, I like Peralta a lot. He's like the forgotten man. Everybody everybody because he's old. Like he's old yeah. for shortstop. Uh, he's one of those guys that just stuck around his position somehow, and everybody forgets about him. I think everybody just thinks, "Oh, he's old. He'll he's just gonna not be good," and just keeps proving people wrong. Like, yeah, his average isn't good, but man, you're getting a lot of good power numbers from a shortstop position, and that's that could be a big difference. I, yeah. I like that one a lot. All right, my uh, my buff for this year, I'm going with Jose Reyes. I mean, it, it kind of sucks to say it because he's been, you know, he's another one of those old-timer guys that, that still kind of has it. You know, his average overall stats are, aren't aren't crushing you, but they're not really winning you categories or, or you know, overall, you know, help in, in Roto um, throughout the whole season. So, you know, for what people are still paying for him, to, to, you know, buying in for – what he used to be, I think. And plus, he does have some injury history that you got to worry about. But this year, he's got a suspension you might have to worry about. So, you know, he's too much of a question mark for me. If I'm betting on a question mark this year, I'm going to sit and wait and see what happens with Desmond. <laughs> so, Reyes, he can be someone else's problem at this point. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere near Reyes. I haven't in a long, long time. Uh, he just is not that 40 steel guy that everybody um, is got so excited about uh, years ago when he was with the Mets and Marlins. So it's unfortunate because I think he's a good player, but it's just it's not there anymore. Injuries have caught up to him. My bust is Brandon Crawford. Uh, San Francisco, big story last year, you know, kind of 
broke out big time. The guy's like 29, you know, closing in on 30, I think. His home runs, his home run to fly ball rate spiked to 16.2%. And I know, like, you're saying, wait, he spiked to 16.2? Yeah, he was under 10% the rest of his career. Uh, so he doubled his home run to fly ball rate almost uh, from his career best. Actually, no, he more than doubled. I wrote this down. Previous high was 7%. So, yes, he more than doubled his home run to fly ball rate. That is why his home runs spiked last year. And I just he, – he doesn't really hit the ball all that well. His batting average has always been pretty low. Um, last year, 256. Year before that, and year before that, and year before that, it was in the 240s. So, you know, he just had a monster year last year compared to his other years, and I just don't see it repeating. Like, it was just – I don't like to buy into these guys that late in their career all of a sudden figure it out. That seems weird to me. Um, so, I, I think, you know, he's going high because people see the, the 21 home runs and think, oh, I could get power in the middle rounds from a shortstop. Yeah, I didn't – be very hesitant to say that that's going to happen again. So, yeah, I agree. So, yeah, so there's our um so there's our second base and shortstop position previews and uh finish up here with some labor draft close it up here real quick. So, some guys that have gone here lately, so where did we finish off Schwarber? So, Adam Jones went a couple rounds, a couple picks later. Uh, somebody went Seeger and Sano back to back. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire went Corey Seeger and then Miguel Sano back to back round four and five. That's interesting. That's because uh, Sano in a lot of leagues now is purely DH. He did not have enough uh, starts at any one position to be eligible. Not to say he won't be eligible later somewhere. I don't know what Minnesota has in, in plans for him, but that's that's interesting. Um, uh, anything else interesting here? Lester. Oh, Wayne Wright. He hasn't called into their show yet, I guess. But he he went kind of late again. One, two, three, four, five, six. So he went like a whole round or he went a whole round earlier. But I think he's like much later in the pitchers. Like there's been a ton of pitchers taken off the board here. Um, yeah. But uh, that's is it? Oh, there's Rendon. He went in the the fifth round. So there you go. He's but he's still like the one, two, three, four. Still the fifth, the fifth second baseman. So that's interesting there. Um, so yeah, it's. It's good. This this is a good draft. Like, you know, we said before, the FSCA draft isn't really one that you want to use as, like, a benchmark. Uh, it's okay, but this is a good one to use as, like, a benchmark. It's it's a – you know, these guys take it serious. There are actual prizes, I'm pretty sure. A lot of bragging rights on hand to win this one. But uh, th- this is some, some real legit guys. In fact, actually, uh, I just realized Doug Anderson from So-Called Fantasy Experts, He's on, he's on here listed as uh, the Fantasy Network because uh, I know he works for them too. But uh, he's he's one of the he's one of the the leaders over there, so-called fantasy experts. So he he's in this draft. And what's his team right now? Donaldson, Abreu, Kluber, Braun, Pence, Wainwright. Oh, Wainwright. But uh, yeah, I mean he's got a lot of power, not much speed, a couple of decent pitchers. So he's kind of going the way that I take pitching. I kind of wait on it and just get value. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. So, anyway, that's our show. Uh, I don't know if you got anything else to say there, AJ, but if not, I will close up shop here. No, I'm good, man. Follow me on Twitter. Still uh, still waiting for those tweets to come through. At <laughs> Applegarth, Algar, I'm here. So, should be, uh should be some tweets. Ask me some questions. I'll get them answered, and hopefully I can yeah, help you. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, yeah. Just to let you all know, if uh, you know, you can send me a tweet too at Fantasy Six Pack. It's all spelled out, one word. You know, we'll we'll answer your questions on air too. So you can you can always call in as well, uh, or just send us a tweet and we'll we'll answer it for you. But uh, that's it. Next week we are going to be covering. I believe we're doing just third base next week because I feel like it's a it's a bigger a bigger position to cover. There's a, there's a lot of guys to talk about there. So I think we're just going to do third base. 
Uh, we, we might mix in something else, but I think right now we've ju- we're just scheduled for third base, but uh, definitely yep. third base and be something else. But uh, Next week is going to be Monday. Monday. Oh, right, yes. Nice, not Tuesday. Yeah, we, we we will be on Monday, so adjust the calendars, set the set the alarms, and uh, that's that's what it'll be. So anyway, have a good night. See you all next Monday. All right, talk to you then. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.